Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. If I lose an agent to the competition, do I try to bring them back? I have to try to figure out why I lost them for starters, okay? Truth is, there's some agents I don't want, all right? Uh, but if, there, if I lost an agent to the competition because the competition is doing something wonderfully and marvelous that I don't have incorporated into my system, then I figure a way to get that incorporated back in and above and beyond that. If I lost them because I made a mistake and just flat messed up, then that doesn't work. I, my son went and sat through some of the ASHI experience things, uh, and he brought me back some interesting numbers. Let me just go over these with you real quick. They judge people on small complaints versus major complaints. And let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five different categories here. If somebody had a small complaint about you and they didn't come tell you, then you stood a 37% chance that they would use you again. Okay? If they had a major com problem with you and they didn't tell you, you have a 9% chance of them coming back and working with you. This is designed to help make sure that if you have a complaint out there or a problem, that you find out about it so that that 37% turns into something else. Now, if they have a complaint and they tell you, but you don't resolve it, but you at least listen to them on small complaints, you still get a percentage increase because 46% will come back and do business with you. On a major problem, 19% will still come back and work with you because at least you listened and you told them, well, you know, it's not something we can really fix or anything like that. If you have a complaint, then you resolve it. Maybe not a perfect resolution, but you resolve it. On a small complaint, 70% will come back and work with you. If it's a major complaint, 54% will still come back and work with you if you resolve it. Now, if you resolve it quickly, you fix it that day. And this is something the big companies haven't figured out because they don't get them resolved quickly. And this is where one-man operations, you guys can get it done a lot quicker. Companies resolve it quickly. If it's a small complaint, 95% of the time, they're going to do business with you again. Okay? So I like pre-maintenance instead of, you know, having to fix things after they're broken. So complaints resolve quickly. If it was a major complaint and you resolved it quickly, 82% will come back and work with you. This was the other one that I thought was interesting. Complaints with dazzling solutions. In both cases, whether it was small complaint or a big complaint, if somehow you got that thing resolved and you made everybody feel wonderful about it somehow, 99% of the time, they would come back and work with you again. So handling complaints. How do you handle your complaints? There's a number of different directions that you go through that. I paid out money on complaints sometimes when I wasn't wrong. And when you do pay out, make it a wow moment. And I'm going to teach you through the what we call brag here a little bit to take this to a completely different level. 
because complaints are actually one of the number one ways to make people love you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to go out and do something wrong, but we're all human. We all make mistakes. And as soon as you handle it this way, then you can do some other things. Don't just resolve the problem. You know, the customer calls you up and goes, man, my hot water heater's not lit. I can't believe you guys didn't light my hot water heater. I need somebody to light it. How could we resolve that? Not only go out and light it, okay, and for them, get somebody out there, maybe hopefully within the hour, two hours, uh, maybe then send them a little note telling them, thank you so much for letting us know we're really taking a look at our systems. Here's a $25 or here's a $5 gift certificate to Blockbuster and a bag of popcorn. You know, please enjoy an evening on us and relax now that you've got hot water. Okay? But don't do it just that way. Let the agent, maybe even both agents, know that the problem occurred and that you jumped right on top of it and took care of it. And one of the last things I say to a customer when I'm out at their house handling a complaint, by the way, did you talk to your agent about this complaint? Oh, yeah. She told me to call you guys. You don't even know most of the time that they've talked to the agent. And sometimes they go, no, no, you gave me your cell number, so I just called you directly. Well, that's good. You know, one of the things a lot of times is the agent will probably call and find out how things are going. And if she does, would you let her know that there was a small problem, but that we jumped right on top of it and we got it taken care of for you? I'm building. I'm building. I'm planting seeds every time I turn around. And one of the things, well, let's see here. And if the problem is going to be a little more intensive, keep the agents informed on it. Once a week, send them an email letting them know what you're trying to do to resolve that problem. I had an inspector. He did. He's a good guy. One of my toughest inspectors. Very thorough. The house had three. He went through two of them and missed the third one. I don't know if he did it on our purpose or accident or just wasn't thinking that day, but he missed it. And guess what? That whole part of the attic had rodents that had moved into it and not just rats, probably squirrels or or something bigger. And all of the insulation had been matted down and all kinds of things. Now, I jumped on top of it and I wanted to resolve it right then and there. And I could have resolved it probably for five hundred dollars. Have somebody come in and replace the insulation spray it down a little bit, make things work. But I didn't get it fixed right on on time. And somebody wanted to drag it out, and they drug it out, and they drug it out, and now I'm a month later, and these people are living in a house, and now they're talking about, you know, we're being told because of all the feces and up there that we're probably environmentally in a, in a hazardous zone. We need to move out of our house, okay? And by on top of that, it's going to cost $3,000 because we want special type of insulation put in, and we want all the holes sealed up on the outside of the house where this all occurred. And not only that, now we're getting to a point where, you know, you guys aren't working with us whatsoever. So I'm making sure I call the agent every other day and let her know you guys have not fixed this problem. It's not where you want to be. Fix it. Fix it quickly. Make them wonder just, man. Now, you know, one of the things I used to tell people when they call is, you know, you probably called us because the agent told you that we were good people and that we, you know, somebody told you we were good because we get a lot of referrals. What I want you to know is now that you've had a problem, how good we really are. Because you really get to see what a person's true character is like in a situation where there's a problem. And we fix the problem. And after I resolve the problem, if I have to pay him $500, I get a release signed from him. I send a copy. Oh, by the way, I normally try to include the agent's name in the release. Sometimes I don't always get it, but I do that. And then I send a copy of the release to the agent with a letter saying, you know, we resolved this problem. Here's what happened. And we work our way through it a piece at a time. That agent knows that that problem's re- She's afraid to call the people. Because she knows that there's been rats and all kinds of other things in the attic and we're not getting, and she knows they're going to call her every other day and they're beating her up. So make it so she feels comfortable calling a bank saying, so those guys I recommended to you, did they get you taken care of? And she's going to be calling you every single time. 
One of the things I did as a home inspector for you guys that have multi-inspector firms, I put into place what I call a recovery fund. We had a situation where, you know, if there's a problem, the last thing I want to have to do is sit down to a guy and say, look, I got to pay $500 out of this. How are we, we going to get this paid? Because you forgot to crawl through a third attic. So what I did was I pulled $5 off of every job, okay, and put it into a recovery fund. And at some point, I don't want to go into all the basics of that. And it's actually on the on the tape that uh, the three hour that I did for Ashy. But basically, each year, we'd put that into a fund. And if I had problems, I'd pay for that. Now, I was ruthless with my inspectors in some ways. I, I worked my butt hard to get that job into there and get it booked and everything. And then because they forgot to crawl through the third attic or something, that was their mistake. And if I had to return $500, they paid the whole 500 Some of you guys want to be nice and you want to split it up with your guys because you take part of it and they get part of it. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I'm just kind of ruthless about this sort of things. Besides, it's kind of interesting, the accountability level. You know, this funny thing, there was a movie that I went, took my wife to go see, Kate and Leopold. How many of you guys have ever seen the movie Kate and Leopold? All right. Not a huge success in the movie box office, but there's this old guy that comes from, not an old guy, comes from the past, into the future, and he's trying to fit into the future a little bit. There was one interesting thing. He's asking another guy, he says, how do I impress this lady? He said, you know, in the old days, we would do this, but I can't do that because it, you know, it doesn't fit here. So in the new day, how do I impress the lady? He said, well, you know, wash the dishes. Really? Yeah. He said, but, you know, this is a dishwashing machine. You load the dishes in there and everything. Now, when she walks out of the room, you make sure she sees you push the button that turns the machine on. Otherwise, you get no credit for it whatsoever. So if you don't let the agents know that you're doing things that are making things work and that make things go together, you get no credit for it whatsoever. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.